host of The Nameless Dead. Hi. Hi. My name is Carly, and I'm sure you're wondering why I trapped you in this pool. Not really. I mean... No? Okay. Um, well, I'm house-sitting for Matt Hardy. Oh. That guy. Yeah. Oh. He's out of town. And Good. I was looking at the list he left me right here. Number seven. Number says, seven? Well, yeah. It's Number one was... Feed the cat. Number seven, it says, trap the host of the nameless dead in a reasonably priced above ground pool. Well, this place does look familiar. I mean, it costs more than you think. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like we should be number one. Okay, guys, well, now I'm supposed to, okay, show you American Horror Story uh, and oh. pretend. <laughs> Again? And pretend that it's a murder. You don't have to pretend. <laughs> As torture. It will. <laughs> Check. Right. Check and check. Okay, well, thanks for playing along. I really need this job. So where did y'all leave off? Bashing in the pool. New intro! <laughs> okay. Ooh, is there a different intro for both episodes? Oh, probably. Mm. Ah, this is so good. It always is. Okay, so music and meat. <laughs> Is the screen, theme so far, right? Plays. Like science, music, and meat. Okay, we're vampires. Yeah, what? And what? Heroin? Beach, beach vampires, I think. <gasps> no. What? No, Jessica Lang. Oh. Ah. Maybe she's in the um second episode. Podcast over. I can't do this. Flip the table. You know what? Let her be free. I. Let her be free. We can do that for her. Oh, we got good old Sarah Paulson. Yeah. We know. <laughs> oh, the early ones are so easy to recap. Uh, a family is driving somewhere. The daughter's counting roadkill in the back seat. We keep counting sweethearts. Oh, it's cold. They're all over the road. I saw a raccoon and a possum. Well, they see the deer that gets oh, dragged right, the off. Deer. It's like a throat ripped out. Breath. For some reason, they like stop and the dad gets out and looks at right. it. Cool. What? You can just go around. Right. What is she going to do about it? She's going to bring him back to life. What else is on the road? What? They're acting like there isn't roadkill. Yep. I mean, like, I know it sucks, but like. Oh, what? <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe this is what city folk are like. Is it? They're like a deer, wow. And when they get back in the car, something drags it off the road, though. Yeah. Behind them, they don't see. Yeah. I don't know, when I went out west, there was this, like, little tiny deer, and people were like, oh my god, a deer. So, like, maybe... They are from the city. Yeah. The deer was novel. just wanted to see what antlers looked like up close. We get to this little Cape Cod, and... We find out that the wife um, has been offered a stay for three months to redecorate the house. The Browns bake She is heavily pregnant. Um, and the father is a sitcom writer, a TV writer. Network TV show. Network TV Procedural yeah. writer. Procedural, yeah. Um, and he's working on a script. And the daughter's homeschooled, and like you can tell. She's, She's fucking a weird. Violin prodigy, though. Never teach a child violin. Oh, my mom wanted me to play violin it's so badly. The creepiest instrument. <laughs> a child playing violin. <laughs> I mean, it's for adults only. I guess there are some 
Yeah, what? <laughs> How do you think adults play it? This is creepy. Her name is Almond Bean. Alright, Almond Bean. Almond Bean? Ovaltine? What is that? Rain Murphy. Yeah. His parents have cursed her. Red flags. Um, so, so the, the dad goes to the store late at night. Where is he going? To the, the market. Okay, the market. What, what the fuck is that? The market. Like, what? The grocery store. Like, listen, I know what it means. <laughs> when they first move in, and there's a houseless woman? Homeless woman? Sure. Named Tuberculosis Karen? <laughs> The only name we learn for her. Right, She's like, listen, I want to do something different. Go fuck yourself, motherfucker. Yeah, that's terrible. Get and out and we said, really? Get out. This is what you wanted to do? That's what you wanted to do. Okay, so you Tuberculosis Karen. Telling cost him, him to stay away. Tells uh, him to get out of town. They're going to suck you dry. Ignores her. The next day... The wife and daughter go on a walk and are chased by pale balls, vampiric, anatomically ambiguous, like very strange, pointy, tall shoulders person. Yeah. Chases them to their house, tries to get into the house. Um, the police chief seems not concerned. Yeah. Totally like gaslights. Yeah. yeah. Tells them it's totally fine. This place is so safe. Um, but so the next night he has googled Cape Cod uh, murders and finds Tor out Torin, Torin, Truro murders. Truro. A family of five who was murdered in their sleep. The Truro murders, year. not to be confused with the White Claw murders. What about the family that was killed over in Truro last winter? Five people in their own beds. I googled crime in Cape Cod, and that was the first thing that came up. I didn't Google it before we got here. So that night, um, little girl hears a tapping on her window and goes and looks out, and it's three dudes, one of whom was the guy who chased her. And are these vampires or like what? They like oh, are they group dance, right? It's a flash, flash mob, mob. <laughs> vampires. There we go. And they like hiss at her, mm -hmm. and the other two were like his identical brothers. Yeah. Um, so the next morning, the dad goes out in a run. Last time somebody went for a run was in Murder House, and that was a bad call. And um, stumbles across two dead bodies in the surf. The police chief comes again and gaslights him. First <laughs> dead dad you've ever seen? Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Yes. <laughs> Remember yesterday when you said we were safe? Yes. <laughs> they seem to be those type of dudes. Yeah. The dressed all in black, white. Um, yeah, the gaslighting continues. From yeah, she's the first time seeing a dead body. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, what do you mean? But yes. look at these dead bodies in particular. Do these look like normal humans to anyone? No, no. I mean, like outside of a funeral. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's weird to come across that on your run. Yeah. I've gone on a lot of runs. Yet. Two and not once have I come across two dead bodies. Have you come across one? So, you know, it's not a... <laughs> he goes out... So I think he's supposed to go on a date, right? Yeah, they're and supposed she's, to... She throws up. She's not feeling well. She tells him to get her takeout instead. But he should go. So he goes to a bar called The Muse. It's 
probably the only open place in town. Fucking on the nose. He gets hit on by Macaulay Culkin as a sex worker. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's red lights everywhere. And then there's like a um, singing duo. Who turned out to be writers. But I don't know the man's name. Austin Austin. Summers. Austin Summers, yeah. And her name is Belle. Belle Noir. Um, They invite him over to their table. And it turns out Belle, well, both of them are famous writers. Um, he, I don't know what he does because he said the whole thing about the sack of pornos. I'm not sure. But she's got, she does romance, romance novels specifically. He's Ruby Dixon. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> she wrote ah! Morning Glory Milking Barn. <laughs> she writes two New York Times bestsellers a year. Um just because they're so inspired by this town. Yep. They are interrupted momentarily by tuberculosis Karen. Mm-hmm. Who comes in and hisses at them. She's like, I told you to get out. Stay away from them. She goes up to someone's unfinished place setting and like gulps down their drink and steals the rest of the meat off the plate. Desperate times, desperate measures. Later we see her... Um, Coming up to a dumpster. Sarah, here's what I want from you. <laughs> she really thinks she's doing something with the doesn't she? She gets a phone call from, obviously... Belle Noir. Belle Noir. I was like, really? No, Belle Noir. <laughs> um, I said, you have three hours. She then rolls up with a baby? We also see Belle Noir and Macaulay Culkin. You're right. Um, and she's like, I want to drink $50 or $200. And he's like, no, last time you went too far. And she's like, that was just the math in your blood. I'll give you, I'll give you 300 And he's and like, so no. She, yeah, but then she does it anyways and cuts his arm and drinks it, implying she's a vampire. She is vampire. Um, so then Karen shows up with a baby she got from somewhere. Where? Did this baby? I hope they explain where. You, they never explain babies. They don't. She gives them gives uh, Karen a dime bag, um, but for the baby. For the baby, but she's like, I only do this because you give me protection from the others. Yeah. So she, then that night, whole damn town is full of vampires. Yeah. The dad, oh Harry, he goes home and is attacked by one of the bald, mm-hmm. creepy dudes. He beats him to death with. A fire poker? Yeah. We think a fire poker. Bottom of a coat rack? Like, I'm not really sure exactly. Something metal. It had, like, three prongs. It had feet. three prongs, yeah. Um, the police come. They're like, oh, it was in your own home. You're fine. You can defend yourself. Um, but they decide to leave. Come give your statement at two tomorrow. <laughs> NBD. You probably... Don't tell the daughter. I'm sure you'll be fine for tonight. Yeah. I'm sure the threat is passed. What the fuck, um, dude? <laughs> so the next morning... He is about to leave town, but he gets a call from Austin Summers saying, what? I don't want to hang out, man. Yeah, I have block. the cure for your writer's block. Yeah. So he shows up. Austin shows him this black pill. And After says, he waxes poetic <laughs> about being a writer. Yeah, like, okay. You feed off of it, and then you sit, and you put words together <laughs> so that the poor suckers who do live in the world can see what they look like, who they are, why they hurt. And you chose it because you want love and attention and barrels of money. 
it's how Ryan Murphy feels about it. The, the writers who wrote the script are here like chubby. Jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> All but pulls his dick out. Um, Talks about it. There's no name for the pill. There's no side effects other than being a bestseller. Blah, blah, blah. You should take it. Um, he puts on the, like, yeah, yeah, the hard high school cell. Yeah, he's like really into Harry taking these pills. Do it in front of me. French pajamas. Uh, so Harry takes them and goes back to the house. He gets a call from his agent. Yeah. Who says... You better fucking write. What? Like, if you don't write something, your career's over because... Yeah. What? Reasons. Yeah. Reasons. Plot reasons. So he takes what? And his daughter sees and somehow so he knows takes. he's doing something illicit. Right, she judges him from the stairwell. <laughs> okay, Bessie, you're 12. <laughs> or 8. What the fuck do you know? Yeah. Mom and Dean, go to your room. Mom and Dean, don't watch your father do drugs. Yeah, also, like, how do you even know what's going on? Right, thinking of vitamins. Yeah. Like, what? Don't weird pledge you're your teddy, a teddy bear. bear. Take your teddy bear and go upstairs. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's Scene. It. Uh, the wife seems to think that, what? Her only chance of career. Yeah, is being a this town, this house specifically. Even though she's about to have a baby, and it's like, maybe wait until you have yeah. a baby and yeah. then figure out. Whatever what's you were doing on Instagram before that got you attention, keep doing that. Right. Yeah. Fine. Is it over? No. Fucking <laughs> 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 dream. This episode was written and edited by Karina McGeehan, hosted by Emily Shirley, Katie Jeffries, and Karina McGeehan. Our producer is Derek Adams. 